Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Lewis from Archer Gale and Chartered Accountants, and you're listening to our brand new podcast series, Building Your Business. We've launched this podcast series to help simplify some of the complex challenges that occur when owning and operating a business and to assist business owners to better understand the inner workings of their organization, regardless of which industry you operate within. Every month, we'll be releasing a new episode featuring guests from industry, as well as Archer Gowland directors Ian Walker and Smiljan Jankovic to provide their commentary on a variety of business and commerce topics alongside expertise surrounding accounting, taxation, business strategy, and business management issues. Welcome to our podcast series, Building Your Business. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Lewis from Archgall and Chartered Accountants, and you're listening to our official podcast series, Building Your Business. Today, I'm joined by Richard Dunks, Executive Consultant with Optimum Consulting, to discuss the impacts of the current COVID-19 circumstances on HR, people and performance processes and management, and to discuss strategies surrounding where businesses can look to implement um, new uh, people and uh, performance processes uh, to help mitigate the challenges that may occur over the coming weeks. Welcome, Richard. Thanks for having me. Uh, as some background, Richard is a human resources and executive search specialist with over 20 years experience supporting the SME business and ASX listed organisations. In this time, his focus has been to support clients to effectively develop and improve their people management processes and to provide tailored recruitment advisory services as well. Across his career, Richard has been engaged to advise on a variety of HR initiatives including crisis management, organisational design and restructure, HR technology implementation and benchmarking, as well as executive search assignments for C-suite executives. Um, So just to begin with, Richard, um, please tell us a little bit about Optimum Consulting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Op- Optimum, we uh, we cover a, a range of initiatives, I guess, like uh, you, you've described, um, very much around um, a mix of the, the human resources consulting uh, and particularly working with a range of organisations really to help um, uh, companies achieve their goals uh, through their people. Uh, and uh, and I guess with that comes a range of areas, like, like you said, and particularly uh, companies... Um, Know, with uh, you know, going through um, significant change um, and I guess probably up until now and recently it's been uh, growth um, and uh, but, but also certainly um, and, and personally I've, I've worked with, with many organisations uh, who have gone through um, a fair bit of stress and crisis and, um, and looking at um, okay what, what are the, uh, the plans that they might have uh, or they don't have in place that they need to put in place on mm-hmm. that side. And the, the other side, of a, a significant part of our, our business is, um, is on the recruitment side as well, which is, um, again, across uh, C-suite and, corp- and wider corporate and commercial roles as well, both from a permanent perspective and, and from an interim uh, and contracting perspective as well. Terrific. Okay. And, I mean, given the circumstances, uh, as you say, I mean, we're going to be talking about the COVID-19 and that impact that it's having on HR and people and, mm. and management mm. um, and, of course, recruitment as well. Uh, a lot of businesses probably haven't been through circumstances like this uh, at the moment. Um, and of course, there's a lot of uncertainty. So um, it'll be great to, to really hear your thoughts on, mm. on where it could all lead and, and how that impacts uh, business from a, a day-to-day operations perspective, sorry, um, but also from a um, recruitment and uh, an HR point of view as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, plenty of people have been through 
initial downturns, but um, but I think the, in this in itself uh, is the COVID nineteen uh, uh, crisis is uh, is unique because it's um, it's everybody is affected, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, so the wholesale. Um, changes uh, that are happening across the board uh, within industry uh, communities uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, individual organisations uh, is uh, is unprecedented. Well, to, to kick us off, um, I read this week that Optimum Consultant, you guys have released your six-point people and performance management uh, checklist, Yes, uh, obviously to support businesses at this current time. Uh, can you give listeners a bit of an overview of that checklist? Yes, yeah, certainly can. Um, probably uh, uh, what um, the, the purpose of this is that, um, again, like, like I've said, some organisations have been through it and people, uh, some haven't been through crisis. And, and the, the purpose of this is really to help mitigate any potential uh, people challenges uh, that, that may really come up over the coming weeks and months. And getting getting this, getting ahead of the curve on, in this, I don't know what's talking about the, the infection curve, well, I, mean, I guess we need to be ahead of the curve in terms of the, um, uh, you know, sort of the business interruption side as well. So... And also, we all know that there are things in our control, and also there are things um, outside of our control. And and what I've talked about here, are certainly things that are certainly well within our control. And at a high point, and I will probably run into a bit more detail around these these uh, key pointers um, as we as we continue our chat. Uh, num- number one is is the um, is you need to have a um, a structured uh, uh, and daily communication plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is. That is absolutely key. Um, it, you want to eliminate as much uncertainty and lack of lack of uh, stability and ambiguity mm-hmm. uh, as possible. So that's why daily communication is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is the I guess call it the the foundation um, or call it um, the, the hygiene factors. Um, have you got the robust policies to cover off? All that's going on at the moment around, uh, you know, an actual policy for COVID nineteen. Um, do you have a business continuity plan? <clears throat> but also, is it relevant? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you might have, you, you might have uh, written one up or had someone write one up for you five years ago, or frankly, even five months ago, <clears throat> and it might not be relevant anymore. Correct. Yes. Uh, and also, um, you know, flexible working, and it's, uh, you know, I think. The, the interesting thing here is um, the flip on flexible working. Uh, people, a lot of people, companies have, are doing it um, and a lot of companies are talking about it and others are putting their head in the sound about it. Well, well welcome to the, the, the new world mm-hmm. uh, and it's um, working for home is real. So, again, uh, an off-the-shelf uh, policy might not suit you. <clears throat> so is, is it fit for purpose? And also, again, just uh, uh, do you have a... You have a how-to guide um, for for people uh, navigating through this as well. I think they're they're um, they're, they're some of the, um, the the key the key areas from a hygiene perspective. Um, again, is your your performance framework is is that is that relevant? Mm-hmm. Uh, does that work? Uh, as as uh, point number three, point four. Uh, again, from a from an engagement perspective, you'd want to make sure your you know, your staff are are fully on board and engaged, and particularly not only if they if they're working from home, uh, and that and, and some people are, are, are really enjoy working by themselves. Yes, others, um, you know, it, it it does their head in. Mm-hmm. 
So it's about getting that balance and and how are we making sure that we're um, staff are still uh, being productive. And, and also, you know, if, uh, and, and I know look, it's already happening, um, but uh, from a workforce planning perspective, uh, and does the business need to go through a restructure? And uh, do we need to, to downsize quickly uh, to uh, keep the business alive? So what, what's, what's your plan on that side? And then finally, it's uh, around your staffing needs. And particularly in this point in time with the uncertainty, it's unlikely that you'll be hiring permanent staff, but you'll, but you'll have critical roles that need to be filled or new um, that, and that, that don't exist, uh, that those skills don't exist in the business. So how are you going to, how are you going to source those roles on a on an interim uh, contracting basis. Yep. So yeah, that's a bit of a, a roundup. So so again, quick quick summary: uh, communication plan. Have you got the, your HR hygiene in place. Have you got um, Have you relooked at your uh, your performance framework and how your staff are performing? Uh, engagement. Uh, what are the uh, How are you um, changing the way you engage with your staff? Uh, what's the What's your workforce plan uh, and battle plan from a restructure perspective? Yeah. Uh, and and finally, have you how do you get the right people um, uh, um, on the bus on a contract on a contract or interim basis? Terrific. Okay. Well, I think you know those points there are going to be very powerful for, for business owners to hear and especially to to implement over the course of the period as well. And I'd really like to delve into each of those a little bit further, if sure. I may. Um, because as business advisors, and this is the, the first point you spoke about in terms of communication, I mean, as business advisors, we encourage uh, communication is key as well, like you say there, um, whether that's amongst your suppliers, your networks, um, you know, when you're communicating your messaging as well, it it's all plays a, a really important part, especially during times like this. In terms of that communication plan, in your opinion, what should be communicated from the leadership team um, to employees and what should be communicated from a business to their wider network as well? So probably the, um, the big thing here is uh, in, in times of crisis, there's no such thing as over-communication. So um, within reason, Yes, yep. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but I think uh, you, uh, there needs to be a regular drumbeat of, of communication and, and uh, I, I would recommend daily, uh, daily communication, uh, particularly to staff, not necessarily to customers and suppliers, but to, to staff. Uh, and the reason for that is, um, and particularly at the moment, um, things are changing, um, you know, by by the day, um, you know, by the hour almost. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think with some businesses, yes, they will be affected by that and others won't. But I still think even if there's even if there's no change, tell, tell staff there is no change. Uh, because, again, um, if, if there's any ambiguity or any, uh, any um, uh, sort of questions that um, staff will have, uh, they will... If you haven't um, filled that void, they'll fill it themselves, mm -hmm. um, and they'll generally fill it themselves uh, with misinformation. So that's why it's really important to um, to be quite directive in that sense. Uh, and then also, this is um, this is the opportunity for um, uh, for leaders to step up. <clears throat> um, so it's going to be about the tone. Um, it's also going to be about the, uh, uh, the the medium, so it's not all going to be through Yammer or Teams or an email. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the more the more uh, face to face, or at least 
you know, if we're if people are remote, it's a you know it's a VC uh, uh, medium, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it shows that there is some thought uh, that they haven't been forgotten about, <clears throat> and also, and this is true for businesses that perhaps haven't even got to stage five yet, where the um, you know. That there's a restructure, but again, there are businesses already who have cut staff. So the challenge there is you have survivors remorse. Right? Yeah. So you've got those that are left going, I feel guilty, um, and also, well, that was round one. Am I next? So it, you, people need need certainty uh, and security in in these times. Absolutely. So, so that that's certainly um, key. Um, so if you eliminate the ambiguity. Um, if you, um, again, as a, from a communication perspective, you, you really are walking the talk. Um, uh, that that is uh, that that is that is absolutely key. But but also don't overshare. Honesty is always the best policy. But um, but also there are some things that are that are hypersensitive that um, you shouldn't be sharing, but should only be shared at a certain time. So uh, particularly around. If, if there is going to be um, sort of major restructures, then you need to you need to get that timing right. Absolutely. Um, but also from a communication perspective, is it business as usual, or is it not? So generally, no, it's not. So what do we what what do we need to do? How are we changing um, the way that we uh, work, or what the, the type of activities we're doing uh, from a work perspective? Mm-hmm. What are what is our revised focus? Uh, and that that is where. From leadership down, need to be more directive uh, with staff around. Okay, um, it's a uh, today's a different day. Um, what is our focus uh, that is going to achieve our results uh, today? So it is a. It needs to be. It will be a moving beast for a while, and, and that needs to be the focus. And I think that's also true uh, for customers uh, and and for suppliers uh, around the uh, the regular dialogue and communication uh, but also but don't overshare Mm -hmm. okay terrific like ourselves you've probably seen through your own network and through platforms such as linkedin um, and probably your clients as well a lot of business have already started implementing their work from home procedures their business uh, continuity uh, continuity plans sorry um, alongside these, what are some of the strategies uh, that businesses can undertake to, to mitigate the risk to their people and HR program? I think um, it's there are so many different things that you can do, and I think it is um, it is going to depend on on the the organisation. Mm-hmm. But I think the number one is you you've, you need to have a plan, uh, and I think in in the um, I guess the article that I, I wrote, and um, there's there's some um, I give re- reference to, um, I think, uh, sort of McKinsey. Um, they've got a, a, a wider corporate plan. Um, Vern Harnish has a, a wider leadership. puts a, I guess his his five C's of, of leadership um, uh, plan. And I think it's probably worth highlighting what Vern Vern says, which is again, funnily enough, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about um, customers and community. Cash, so um, ensuring um, cash is is there. Uh, opportunity to clean up and catch up um, yep. when in, in the downtime, but also you know let's be real and let's be calm and considerate. Uh, and I think what uh, and and on that last note of being calm and considerate, and you know there's you know, all through social media, you know there's 
there is a bit of a sense of that, which is refreshing. Um, so it's just as you might um, get an off-the-shelf um, policy out and you, you um, get send that to your staff and they're off, off on the way working from home. But uh, again, what's the tone and and how, how what's the um, how, how is that done in a calm way, in a considerate way? Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, you know, this will, and we, we will, uh, you know, mental health has been a, uh, a hot topic in recent years, and uh, this, is, um, this, this is going to be uh, a real hot point for wider, you know, uh, points of anxiety and depression for people. So uh, we need to be very sensitive to that. Uh, and that is why you, again, make sure uh, whatever you've got off the shelf, if it is off the shelf, does it does it really fit your business? Yep. If it okay. doesn't, that's what I'm here for. Or um, get get some wider advice to to make sure it is fit for purpose. Uh, because in again, this this is an unprecedented time, but uh, the the um, the actions that you take today uh, and and tomorrow, next week, and and over the next month or two will set you up in your business. Um, for success or failure uh, for the years to come. So you want to get it right mm-hmm. and you want to spend the time and attention on that as well. And particularly um, people people who you protect and save and nurture through this time generally will uh, remember that forever. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and, and it's currency you can't buy. So you want to do you want to you want to make sure you're, do, you're doing the right thing there, but also with all of that in mind, um, it's around building a plan around uh, what are the what what are the what are the critical services the business does, what are the critical roles of those services, and who delivers them. Absolutely. So uh, you need to work work out what they are, and also with all of that. Um, have those critical services changed? Have those critical um, roles changed? And also, the people doing them have their has their 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 skill set match what that that is. Uh, but also, have they stepped up to the plate, or are they capitulating? Uh, and what can we do to to support in all aspects? And this pre-planning um, that, that you speak of as well and making sure that you take the time um, to obviously invest in that and, and make sure that it is done correctly, is that going to be dependent on whether you're a smaller business, you know, a mum and dad business, or again, is it similar strategies that larger organisations can also implement? And this, right? is, this is universal, Chris. Yep. Yep. So um, whether it's, you know, you're, you're a, um, a, have, have 20 20 people or 2,000 people um, uh, on your payroll, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's it's all it's all universal. Uh, how it, how it is delivered and executed um, is another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you'll have more arms and legs um, in a in a larger business, um, but also, but but it uh, but it's again it still needs to be done, uh, and it's uh, as a, as an absolute high priority. Absolutely. Okay. Um, as you, you mentioned at the, the beginning of the segment in the six-point checklist, uh, you speak about performance frameworks. Yes. Um, and those are normally determined based on employers, at, oh, sorry, employees actually being physically present mm. um, in an office space um, on a day-to-day sort of component and business operations perspective. As a lot more businesses start to implement their work-from-home procedures, we're seeing a lot more, um, obviously, um, 
video conferencing facilities and that uh, infrastructure coming into play, staff engagement is going to be a big thing, I'm mm. sure, mm. Um, is going to be on the mind of a lot of business owners. Mm. In situations like this, uh, what refined uh, measurements should be considered in term- with regards to uh, performance measurements and performance management? Yeah. I-, I think um, uh, m- moving to moving away from a, a manual framework to a digital framework is key mm-hmm. uh, but, it, but it doesn't have to be complicated and I've, and the, the the less complicated the better and regardless of if you've got 20 staff or 2,000 mm-hmm. so in that sense in, ensuring that uh, it, it, what, what is transferable in a physical sense and what is not what is not transferable uh, in a remote yep. piece what are, where, where are the gaps? And what do you need to do to refine those gaps? Mm-hmm. So that that um, really should be as simple as it gets. But also going back to my previous point of the um, uh, the, the roles may change. Um, the the actual um, uh, you need to be really nimble around what what are what are the goals of each employee? Uh, what were they last week and last month? Because they're probably different today. <laughs> so uh, and it needs to be. Um, Probably more, people need to be more hyper vigilant mm-hmm. in checking in with their staff to ensure that um, they know what they're doing, they know how they're doing it, they know why they're doing it, <clears throat> uh, and uh, uh, without micromanagement. <clears throat> and yep. that is uh, that is certainly very doable, uh, but also it, it's coming from again, it's it's the leadership piece, and it's about uh, leaders leaders stepping up and being present. Uh, and being directive uh, in in this in this time, it, it is not um, it is not a time to be sitting back and expecting stuff. They'll they'll pick it up. There's no time for that. Yeah. Okay. So as you say, it's it's very much a balancing act between making sure that um, you're there, you're made available, but also allowing the flexibility for, for staff to obviously continue to carry on um, in their day to day duties. Yes. Um, <coughs> just. From a remote setting, basically. Yeah. Yep, okay. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so, so just following on to that, uh, and as I mentioned, your staff engagement. What's some of the strategies that employers and business owners can look to implement to make sure that that staff engagement is consistent um, and obviously quite relevant at this point in time with work from home mm. procedures pretty much in effect for yep. a lot of businesses. I think. Uh, I think with organisations, particularly if they, they would already have ideas if they've already got a working from home regime, mm-hmm. um, and they've probably ironed out what what works and what doesn't work. Uh, but it's generally for one day a week or two days a week, work from home. absolutely not five days a week, mm-hmm. and for a lot, a, a, you know, for the foreseeable future. So it's about well, what worked, uh, what what worked in the working from home piece, and what what were the pet hates. What were the niggles mm-hmm. that really didn't work? So iron them out sharp, ASAP, and then, but also get get the um, involvement collaboration with with everyone around. You know, this is new, uh, new for everyone. Um, you, we need to get some wider feedback on what's working, what's not working. So I had a client yesterday who, uh, again, the, the the working from home directive, <clears throat> and like I said before, there are. Uh, we have introverts and extroverts, and um, in in the true sense, um, you know, a um, an, in, an introvert uh, drives energy from the cells, an extrovert from others. Mm-hmm. So, 
And so working from home for extroverts is a challenge. So uh, what they've done is putting in place, a, uh, I guess call it a, a coffee run um, catch up. So right. at, at a certain time in, during the day, um, everyone jumps on on Teams or Zoom or Skype and, uh, um, and okay, we're, we're just having a chat. So how's the day? What's happening? You know, yep. you know, have you got the got the cat off your computer yet, or you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So um, just needing that extra extra in- interaction. So uh, and there's a direct correlation between uh, staff interaction, um, staff engagement, and staff uh, productivity and performance. Absolutely. So you want to, and the more you can measure that again without micromanaging, the better. Terrific. Okay. And I think I've seen, you know, some commentary uh, from various people out there saying that uh, when you are working from home to try and keep your, your uh, regime sort of very similar to as you would, you know, going into work, mm. uh, try and keep that sort of consistency and that just gives you that motivation for, for the remainder of the day as well. So I think that's probably another, you know, small small wins, small strategies that people can, can do to, to help. Oh, without a doubt. And I think there's a plethora of um, of different ideas and, uh, you know, don't, don't stay in your pyjamas all day. You know, uh, make sure you, you know, dress for work. Uh, make sure you're, um, you know, and, and often our commute time is our warm up and our warm down uh, from work. So, what are you doing about that? You're not going from, you know, your um, your p- pajamas to your, um, or maybe you know your computer in bed. Uh, so, what, what's your office mm-hmm. again? Uh, what and, and again, that can be challenging if uh, you don't actually have a physical office um, and you've got. Kids at home as well. Uh, kitchen table uh, might not work anymore, so you need to have a dedicated spot. Is it right? Well, before I start work, I'm I'm I am going to go to the gym, or I'm going to I'm going to walk around the block, whatever it might be. That's what's my warm up and my warm down. So there's a range of different strategies that you you can look at, uh, but again, um, it's uh, what's going to work best for your organisation. And then what's going to work best for your individual staff? Absolutely. Okay. And again, uh, as you commented earlier, um, workforce planning, that's going to be something that is going to be thought about a lot over the coming period as well. Um, Pre-planning, looking at what needs to be done in that respect. Um, Can you give some thought to potential contingency plans that businesses may need to put in place and, and what happens in the unfortunate times of business restructuring if that does occur? Yeah, almost touching on, again, what I said uh, a bit earlier on, Chris, um, and, um, and this is where it starts getting serious around what are my critical, what are, what are the business's critical services what are the, and what are the critical roles within that service and, and who, are the, who are the people um, critical to doing that business, to, to, to doing that. Mm-hmm. And then it's around working out, okay, what, what are the essentials? But I think it's, and again, that's where, um, you know, your business comes in and, up, and others uh, around, you know, the, the, the wider uh, stress testing of a business from a, you know, from a numbers perspective and, you know, uh, what's, uh, you know, what, what's, what's, where's, where's revenue, where's the cost and, you know, and, and labour is, is generally the largest cost within a business. <clears throat> so what, um, you know, where's that, where's that, where does that fine line work? And if you are going to restructure, and if you are going to either let people go or put people, um, you know, forced holidays or 
uh, you know, reduced reduced working uh, pay and hours. If if you're going to do that, do it once. Um, don't do it. Don't. I think this will be enough. No, what's the worst case scenario? And then cut to that level. So you're only doing it once. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going back. And uh, unfortunately, and and uh, why am I saying this? I've I've worked with businesses and I've been in businesses and I've made mistakes myself in business uh, where this was done poorly and uh, where I've seen it, uh, particularly in larger businesses where I will just shave 5% off um, and then there's another round, then there's another round, then there's another round and unfortunately what you can get moving from uh, survivor guilt is the good people you want to keep in those critical roles that I talked about then leave because um, they're not they're not going to wait for a tap on the shoulder uh, they will leave mm-hmm. so it's about working through that that plan uh, and um, but and and again with uh, with the critical roles it's around what are you doing to ensure that those people aren't looking around absolutely Okay. Um, and just finally as well, from a recruitment perspective, what happens in scenarios like this? Uh, how, how do businesses go about, about identifying the areas that need coverage? Um, and when should they be considering recruitment options? And if they are considering recruitment options, are they going to be permanent based or are they going to be temporarily based yeah. as well? Well, uh, again, let's, we, we work with and have worked with um, a number of businesses over time around around this, and, and it's around work, working with an expert to identify uh, you know, what is critical. Again, going back to um, sort of critical services, uh, critical roles, critical people, and again, in these crazy times, that's changing. Therefore, you might then have a void. So, what is that void, and what is that skill skill gap that we need? Then it's around. Right, we need that on a um, generally on a on a contracting basis as opposed to a, a permanent basis mm-hmm. in, at this point. And the reason I say that is, um, and, unless you've got clear visibility post um, twelve months, um, then there's no point putting someone on a permanent basis. Now, if you know that is a BAU role, then okay, that's fine, um, permanent. If you rep- if it's a if you lose a critical higher uh, doing a critical role yes that would be a per- that, you know, permanent and, but also it's a very good opportunity to reassess that role um, again what are the what are the key skills attributes um, uh, backgrounds that you're looking for to um, either um, bring in a complementary skill set up the skill set or we're looking for um, the same so that that is that is certainly key that is certainly part of it but also it's around uh, you know, what is the void that is left, uh, and what what do we what do we need? Um, and also, let the, let's hope this is a um, uh, it, it'll probably it's sharp, but it'll but it'll hopefully quick, and it'll be over swiftly. It'll be part of the recovery plan. Um, would be recommendation. Let's bring on uh, interim and contractors mm-hmm. um, because we still don't have say a post twelve month runway uh, certainty. Uh, but we know we've got this project and this piece of work for six months. So let's bring in people from there. Then let's have a reassessment on that. Do we extend that that contractor, or there are great 
they're a great fit into the organisation, so um, let's uh, bring them on board on a permanent basis. So, so, it, so depending on where you're at in the cycle, um, that's that there'll be a, a range of strategies there, Chris. Okay, terrific. Well, um, no, thank you for for taking the time this morning to to do this and, and sit down and, and chat about this because I think it's a, a very timely topic at the moment, um, and I think a lot of businesses are uncertain as to what's happening, and to get a, a bit of clarity on on what they can do to help mitigate those risks and, and help ensure that from a, a HR and people and performance perspective, they are uh, well structured to to move forward. Mm. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to, yeah, my to pleasure, Chris. Um, do this so uh, if there are businesses out there that are looking for assistance what's the best way for them to get in contact uh, with yourself yeah um, look just uh, jump, jump on the website um, optimum consulting um, I'm on LinkedIn as well Richard dunks uh, that's probably the, the, the easiest um, I could um, uh, give you my my, my number over, over this but uh, it'll probably get lost but I'll but yeah probably Yep, jump on the World Wide Web. Yep. Terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again, Richard. I appreciate you going through these um, quite powerful points and um, I'm sure we can work together from here to to help assist businesses out there where possible and um, hopefully move forward in in a positive light. Fantastic. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Richard. For anyone listening seeking accounting, taxation and business advisory support, please feel free to get in contact with Archie Gowell and Chartered Accountants. Led by Ian Walker and Smiljan Jankovic, we're a Brisbane-based accounting firm with offices in the Brisbane CBD and the Gold Coast. You can get in contact with us via our website, archigallum.com.au, social media platforms, or by phone on 07 3002 2699.